Big thanks to our title sponsor, Blooming Smiles Pediatric Dentistry. Dr. Arpita Patel has a beautiful, modern, and upscale pediatric dental office in Charlotte, North Carolina. She and her experienced staff treat children of all ages and special needs patients. They create a comfortable, stress-free, and memorable dental experience for both the child and parent, starting with earning your child's trust and always catering to their individual needs. They're proud to offer the Waterlays Plus laser system they call Princess Poppy. It's an alternative method, which means no injections, shots, or drills. They genuinely share kindness, patience, compassion, and fun. Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. My name is Desi Oakley. I am coming to you live from the Upper West Side of New York City. And I am a Broadway actress, a singer-songwriter, a voice actress, a piano teacher. I am a voice teacher, vocal coach, mentor. I've done a lot of stuff and stayed super active and busy even during this time when my industry, my main source of income has been shut down. Um, And I'm very excited to talk about all of those things leading to my mental health (laughs) and how it has um, made me aware of a lot of things, Mm. primarily, um, yes, my well-being and my self-worth outside of my industry. Yes. Okay. I cannot wait to dig into that. (laughs) Ding. Right. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Because talk about, uh, you know, the magic word of the last year pivoting. Mm -hmm. Um, but you were one of those people that you're like, well, I have, I have these, these gifts. And so how can I, how can I offer them and, and, and tap into other streams and revenues and, and, and ideas that, and people jumped on it, huh? Like they wanted to. Absolutely. And I was so, I was so lucky because I did have a handful of students during my contracts. And I would say to them, hi, um, Chicago, the musical on Broadway just called, and we're going to have to put a couple of our sessions on hold. And so I did have some students that I was working with virtually. So I knew and was privy to the fact that these sessions can work. Now I wasn't using Zoom because Zoom wasn't um, a thing yet, but I was using um, FaceTime. Uh And I... I found it to be really successful, but it was certainly nothing even close to the amount of um, time and effort and energy with these students as it is now. Um, But it did exist, which was what I feel so grateful for because I was somebody who was taught by the mentors in my life Mm. that I should have something outside of the industry that's going to be helping me pay my bills because it it comes and goes. Yes. So people, humans, lovely humans who poured into my life told me this, which thank is the goodness. only reason why I truly thank all of the goodness yeah. for these humans who I, I really believe set me up not only professionally, sure. but through these times. Yeah. So I just, I, I really did lean into it and realized there was such a need for it because what I do artistically, mm. I found was so important whether it was a Zoom concert or popping in to say a happy birthday, a shout out, or pour into a young person who is pursuing this, um, their artistic endeavors, it is it was a life force for a lot of us. Um, yes, music the is release. healing. Yes. I mean, music is healing in any time, in any world, but let alone 
Yeah. Especially now. Um, and during this last year, so it almost felt like I almost like, yes, the industry was shut down and yes, there were not performance opportunities across the United States like normal, but like it was not dead. It was Mm -hmm. so alive in very many different places. So Mm -hmm. I felt like I was able to help, I hope, you know, keep that going for some people and for myself. Yeah. Well, and I think that's such an important life lesson anyway, about not getting too attached to anything as far as our identity, right? Like, Oh my goodness. Yes. And I've been doing some work right now, especially because of the stillness. Mm -hmm. Like we all just had so much time to like stop. And for me, stop is a really big word. Rest is a really big word. These are buzzwords in my life always have been. Um, and so when it was a forced stop, mm. it totally um, had me come inward. I was focused inward. And instead of this this very outward um, mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. and realized and recognized and have been trying to separate, essentially the root of my work, my my mental health work and awareness has been the diff- knowing the difference between when I am performing and when I'm not performing. Mm. Yeah. When you can turn it off or turn it down. As somebody who has performed since I was, I was, I was eight years old and I was a professional at 14. I mean, it's all I've ever known. And then I've realized all of these things about, you know, it showed, it was a big mirror in my face this time. And so, and it's been difficult and it's been messy and it's been real and it's been incredible and it's been rewarding and it's been healing and it's been all D all of the above. It's been Mm. all all of these things and more. Right. Um, what do you think? How did you define rest before that? Laziness and oh yeah. activity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Laziness, okay. taking a yin yoga class instead of a sweaty yoga class. That was rest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So oh, still moving, still scheduled, uh-huh. still structured. scheduled. Oh, structured, scheduled. And then, oh yeah. And I made sure everybody knew that I did it too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look at me resting. I rested. <laughs> I did something great. And oh, really, you know, or like, you know, sleeping in. Mm not doing 6,000 things running around New York city. I mean, running, I would literally run. Oh my gosh. Like this, that's another thing I've, I've been working on is I have a mindfulness coach. Um, her name is Mary Joanna Grisso. She's doing incredible work with me. And she mentioned this term the other day, dismantling urgency. Mm. What is the urgency? Where am I going? Mm. Like, what are we, why are we so, we're just right. running. Like, where are we going? What are right. we doing? <laughs> right. It, it is Why am so I like, ridiculous. what? Yeah. Like what is going on? And so, and not necessarily, and I love her terminology and I believe this came from her teachers as well. Dismantle doesn't mean mm-hmm. eliminate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean get rid of. It means, can we shape shift it? Can we take it apart? And can we figure out why? Re- redefine it. And yeah. redefine it. Yes. Dismantle like, like we would a dresser or like we would a shelving unit, you know, let's dismantle it. It doesn't mean all of our pieces are still here. We still have everything. We still have all of our hopes, all of our dreams, all of our drive, all of our everything, all of our desires to show up for other people, all of our love. Mm -hmm. It's all there because that's what I feel is my root of urgency is to show up, to be there, to do it, Mm -hmm. to accomplish, Mm -hmm. to perform. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and then also to be, and to be that for others. I want to be a good friend. I want to be a good person. I want to, I want to be a good aunt. I want to be a good daughter. I want to be a good partner. I want to be, so I'm, 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 yeah. I'm striving. So yes. And so it's not just like laziness, but also then this fear of it, what if I'm not enough? What if I don't show up the That's way exactly I want it. to? And what if yeah. I disappoint? Yeah. 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 That's it. 
And this urgency that we all feel too, it's obviously in relation to each other as well. That's so right. then that's the, that it's hard to dismantle it on your own when you totally. can still wake up in the air we breathe is that urgency. Correct. <laughs> and if they are, I have to. Yeah. Or I'll get left behind or yeah. I'll get surpassed. And so you got to oh, yeah. keep And I check. won't be relevant and I won't matter. Mm-hmm. And then I'll die alone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, it, yeah. Just to go to all the way, <laughs> to go to the extreme of each thank of you, it, anxiety you know? for yeah, catastrophizing everything. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's real. Yes. But see, so that's that, been huge for me. Yes. And the beauty of, well, how you get to the beauty is getting through that messiness. And that's kind of how you described it. Like it's ugly and it's hard. Yes. And that's how you get to the beauty. And what I've noticed too, and remembered is the lotus flower. It literally grows in mud. If no mud, then no flower. So like you have to have mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. You, if no mud, if no mm-hmm. dirt, if no yep. muck, no yep. bloom, no growth, no That's right. beauty. That's right. We wouldn't know joy without pain. Boom. It's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. So, uh, well, this is just already the richest conversation of all time. <laughs> You're welcome, audience. <laughs> just diving all the way in. Just I'm dropping so all of the this. nuggets. Yes. I'm so here for this. Well, and 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 this is what I was saying when we, before we started is that you you have shown up on your platform as somebody who's been authentic and not just putting out the bells and whistles and and here's all the, you know, the applause for me at the end of the day. But like this is the hardship, the strife, yeah. the struggle. You you show up that way. Um, so talk to us just as in general about your mental health journey, you know, from the beginning of time right. for you, what, what do you, what can you share with us? It, it, I want to say, I'm going to be very honest and I'm going to try to say this without judgment for myself is it didn't mm. exist. I don't think fully until this past year, mm. as in I was experiencing what I maybe believe to be anxiety, unnamed, un seen, unacknowledged and unloved by me. Mm-hmm. So possibly existing. Um, so I'm not going to say, right. Like, so like, okay, over the last year and a half, anxiety has just shown up randomly. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's the case, but I don't think that I had the capacity or possibly the tools to sure. name it until over the last year and a half. Sure. So it was kind of like so, over here. Was it something you over were there. outrunning? Yeah, totally. And then if somebody, if somebody said to me, oh, you know, Hey, are you an advocate for mental health? I would say, Oh my gosh. Yes. Can Mm -hmm. I sing at a gala for it? What do you need me to do? Like, how can I promote it? How can I, how can I talk about it? How can I make it real? Um, and I think a lot of that came from, um, and happy to share. I am very, very outward about my father's death. Mm -hmm. Um, and and he, he passed, uh, because of suicide Mm -hmm. and the stigma around it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I skirted it. I lied to people for several years. And that kind of awareness, I think, so because of that, I think I was fully aware that mental health was a real deal. I was sure. fully aware that anxiety and depression are real things. They are not words to just be like tossed around or not believed mm-hmm. or not, you know, but it was not taken seriously in my own life because mm-hmm. I think I was, I was not willing to see it. Well, how raw is that? And how old yeah. were you when he died by That's real, 19. Yeah. And 19 and from Kansas, you know, and there's nothing against this and from small towns, it's nothing about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we were in, I don't think we had the resources where I was, mm-hmm. where I was from or possibly in my family dynamic. We just didn't, we didn't turn to therapy. We didn't say, let's, you know, let's really work on this. It was a, and not saying it all against any, there's no judgment from my family members, but it is, we are a product of our environment and, and there was no shame in it, but it certainly wasn't like we are 
Mm-hmm. For some reason, I felt the need to hide it or skirt around mm-hmm. it. I was embarrassed by it. A mm-hmm. lot of judgment around it. Yeah. Now, was that a full, was that a truth? Just because we feel it doesn't necessarily mean mean it's a truth. Sure. <laughs> but I did feel that way. I did feel that way. Of course. Well, and I think it is worth mentioning suicide in particular. If you even just think about the language that we've shifted from saying commit suicide to right die, to died by suicide. Right. Because commit indicate that that's kind of rooted in this history of it being crime. sinful. In crime. Yes. 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 Commit. Like you, I think commit yeah. crime. Yes. Yeah. And so that indicates a, a level of stigma. Yeah. In society. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's so, yes. Yeah, so whether it was like society or mm-hmm. particularly my family, but that is how it sort of sat with me. And then as I grew and as I, I moved on, I found that like my art and diving into my art was also mm-hmm. healing. So where was the blurry line there? Was I diving into my art to continue to perform and to seek approval and to push it down? Or was I diving into my art because I was like being fueled by it and thinking to myself, these beautiful, healthy, incredible thoughts, like my father would be so proud of me. Mm. So the line got blurred. Ugh. Line got blurred, right? And then I just decided, whatever, I'm too busy. I'm going to yoga. I did my I did my part. Anyway, namaste. Love you guys. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. Well, because it's such existential question. Like that line is how, how do you, you even how start? Do you yeah. 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 And how do you tools, tease that having out? the tools. And it is a it is a long uncovering. Yeah. Well, and here's my thing. Like as a therapist, most of the language I use is around guess what? It's probably both. It's probably both and, and that's okay. <laughs> totally. There's space for both. There's that's, yes. like, that's something else I've learned recently is that two things can be true. Yes. Even like 17 things can be right. true. In my brain, right? I go, it's that or that. It's right or wrong. It's black or white. That's it. Yep. Can't be both. Can't be both. Can't be both. Right. But I love, I'm so getting used to this idea of yes and that. I know. And two it's... things are possible and two things can be true. And there's so, so much more room and freedom in that. Like we like yeah. to label things as humans, but that's just not the Ooh. way that emotions yes. work. So, right. yeah. So that both and, and that it's something that you, you can't really like make sense of quote unquote, you know, a big trauma like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and I always say this, that grief, I feel like is the rawest emotion. So there's no closure, all these words that people tend to use around it. So it's just learning how to carry it differently. Yeah. And that is such a formative age too. I mean, you're in totally young college or discovering yourself. I work with so many college people, young people, and especially like 19 year olds, 20 year olds, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And not that like, we're, right. we're not much older than that, but I'm just saying that we, you know, we're babies. Thank we're going to be young forever. Yeah. yeah we're 26. Yeah. And so I, I was, you know, I think that I look at their lives and I, mm. um, I'm, you know, hopefully turning their eye Mm. to more possibilities than just the narrow, we just, right. It's like the little blinders. We all get in our own little worlds and we're all, and I'm guilty of this. We just like put on our blinders and say, this is the only reality. Everything's about me and it's my life and everything about my life matters. And I'm just, my voice needs to be heard. And I, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, we have, there's so much outside. I think zooming out has always helped me too. Yes. Because here's the big secret. Everybody's doing that. <laughs> so then yeah. ultimately it doesn't matter because <laughs> everyone's in their own heads that are thinking about themselves. So Correct. just let it go. Correct. Just let it go. Correct. So with all of that noise, cause you've just, and that's the way anxiety works. Lots of noise. Yep. What do you do. I mean, so it sounds like this meditation work that's powerful, but just to turn it down, self-care kind of step back when you turn it off now, what what are your go-to skills for that? So breath work, 
breath work. Mm-hmm. One more time, breath work. Mm-hmm. And as a singer too, being aware of what's going on internally, that the diaphragm, the lungs, like all of that stuff is helpful for me to picture and to recognize that my body is breathing mm-hmm. and it's so powerful. Um, so breath work has been really, really good. Um, um, and meditation. So guided meditations or just letting my brain do its own meditation, trying to turn inward. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, and self-care, deep, deep self-care, not just a yin yoga or a face mask Mm -hmm. Mm self-care. Self-care looks like a little bit different for me. It's setting a boundary possibly. Real bad at that. Remember, remember the person I was describing how I said, I want to be, I don't know when I'm performing, when I'm not to show up to make sure everybody knows I'm doing great. Um, Hard. Those things are hard for me. So setting a boundary and following through with that Mm -hmm. and saying I'm not available or I would love to be a part of that, but I can't today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or I know somebody else. Can I recommend somebody else Love for it. this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we normalize? Like, can we normalize saying no? <laughs> that's right. But that's the thing about boundaries is you don't just do it once and then you're like, whoo, go me. Exactly. Like, you have to keep it. It's a constant. It. You're exactly yes. right. Oh my gosh. That's the trouble, isn't it? So, so that's, that's huge. Like resting when I can and truly resting. So taking mm-hmm. a full day, maybe, maybe staying off social media, maybe pouring into social media, the good things about it, whatever, you know, I, I'm feeling mm-hmm. and trusting my body, learning, learning how to know. Um, I've been practicing again, another tool rain that Mary Joanna taught me, mm-hmm. recognize, um, allow, investigate and nurture. So where in my body, recognizing, investigating in my body, yeah. where do I feel it? Where do I feel anxiety today? Where do I feel, um, that my, how can I honor my body? How can I nurture my body? Nurturance instead of mm-hmm. saying, instead of saying, um, I feel anxious. Ugh. I want it to go away. I got it. It's got to go away. I just want to instead like, okay, how can I nurture my body? Why do we have to always just label it again? This label of like, it's bad. That's very bad. This is very, 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 very bad. You need to run away instead of like, okay, hello, you're a human. Hello, human self. Mm -hmm. Hello, human self. I love you. What do you need? How do you know what you need unless you're listening? Like how, I don't know. I don't. And let me tell you, that is one thing I have never done. I have never Mm. asked my body what it needs because I have said, I'm doing my yoga class. I'm doing my show. I'm running around. I did my workout. I did. I never said body. What do you need? Mm -hmm. I said, I said, body, I'll tell you what you need. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a huge reframe. I'm huge into the psychosomatic stuff because when you're really aware of that mind body connection, uh, you, you, well, first of all, yeah, you're attuned, you're listening. So Mm. then you can nurture and give it what it needs, but there's, you can make room for it. And that's like, so I, where do you carry your anxiety mostly? So mine's always Uh, in my chest. Solar plexus. Yes. So right here in the tummy, yes. and I have realized I used to always say growing up, I just put this together truly quite literally this week in one of my sessions. I used to always say I have a clinch in my tummy. That's what yes. I said. And I'm realizing that. And literally, even if I, if I called my mom up like right now and I'd be like, mom, what did I used to say growing up? I would have a what in my stomach. She'd go clinch. She oh would literally. Gosh. So we've talked about it since we, we literally, I didn't even realize this is something that I have dealt with my entire life. My, my tummy, it lives right in my tummy and it clinches, yes. clinches. I used to say clinch in my tummy. Well, now I go, my solar plexus is firing, baby. That's what's going on. Yes. <laughs> and when you name it, you can tame it. Yes. Ah. Oh. Yes. I know. We love, we, we love a cheesy little tagline in therapy. Give, give me all of it. I'm so here for all of it. But so that's, that's powerful. So when yeah. you're, when you're ner- with performance anxiety, do you experience yep. that at all? And is that where it lives too? What, it's where it lives. Yep. Exactly. So I'll find it in the solar plexus. And I always thought it was like what we would call butterflies. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. it would just like nerves, 
but it was also anxiety. Um, and so that's a, that's a different thing too, as well with understanding yes. if I'm nervous because nerves are beautiful. Nerves means you're, means you're alive. If your heart's racing, this is great. That means you care. Means that means you showed up. That means it matters. That means you're probably doing something out of your comfort zone. And I say yay to that. That's fun. I mean, comfort zone is there for a reason. So like boundaries are good. Don't push it too far, but it probably means you're doing something cool. Okay. Mm, <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, it probably means you're doing something cool. Obviously, like, I think, and I say that, I say that lightly, your comfort zone. I think sometimes your comfort zone is is there to show you that what you're comfortable sure. with. <laughs> sure, sure. But, but it means probably if your heart's racing because you're nervous about something, that probably means you're about to do something neat. Mm. Like, think about it that. So nerves are beautiful. It means you're alive. It means yeah. you're alive. It means you're going to try to do, it probably means you're going to do something brave. Mm-hmm. And so that's beautiful. Be brave, but also be nervous. Be brave, but also be scared. These are wonderful mm-hmm. things. Um, but the anxiety is a different, that's a different that's right. And it's probably rooted in something that's different that we can hopefully start to uncover. So that's been a hard thing for me to sort of see the balance, but I'm seeing it more and more yes. where I can go, oh, I'm getting a little nervous for this. That's kind of fun. And for me, nerves are really, really great. And, for anxiety, and with anxiety, I'm trying to also frame it as that's okay too. Because <laughs> I, again, I'm caught in labeling. I'm going nervous yes. or good. Anxiety is bad, bad, Got bad, it. bad. Right. But I'm trying to sort of say we can learn what's, we can learn the difference between the two of them mm-hmm. and we can welcome, we can say it's okay that two, the two of them are present. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. It's like, you know, um, I don't want anxiety to stop me. Right. I want to be able to have it and be in a wiser relationship with it. Yes. And figure yes. out how to, because I think give, getting rid of it, it can't be the goal. It just nope. can't be. No. So I mean, for me, learning it, seeing it, trying to be like, what do you want? Um, yeah. I've even like named it a little, like I've given it kind of it. like a funny little like yep. entity. Mine looks like um, uh, uh, Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> I love it. So that's my little anxiety yeah. and he's real cute, but he's, he's kind of like, you're super annoying and knows what he wants and just mm-hmm. hangs around those long like arms and he's yeah, like yeah. on my back. And anyway, so he's just with me. Yeah. Um, trying to feed But objectifying Mike. it like that is, is very helpful. And here's the interesting thing though, too. So nervousness and anticipation feel the same physically. And that, that wild is so wild, right? Confusing. It is because that's when we go to that place, like you're saying of like, Ooh, this is bad. Right. It's bad. But it's so when it's that first thing, the former thing, what you were talking about, it's motivating. It's helpful. It helps you prepare. It means that you, you know, that this matters, all of those things. So I love that you've been able to have that distinction yeah. or find that distinction. Yeah. Working yeah. constant, constantly, I know. constantly I know. trying and, and seeing and growing and shifting and changing and evolving and seeing, but yeah, right. mostly yeah. just trying to see, um, to see it, to uncover. Yeah. Be curious. Yes. Yeah. And so from the outside looking in, right, like you are, it seems that you're open to experiences like, hey, need me to fill in overseas for this role? I will say <laughs> yes. Hey, want me to travel on this national yes. tour? I will say yes. 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 Is that um, natural for you to kind of be that open-minded and, and, and yes. independent? I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, but I do look at, I want, I would like to have a deeper balance mm-hmm. with, um, when those things are, um, performance-based and when those things are naturally, when I'm stepping up to lead, uh, in a way that is genuine mm-hmm. and, and the desire is there. And I think, I think so far it has been mm-hmm. like, I think, I think I've really pursued my dream in so many ways 
And I hope that it looks differently. I hope that everything looks differently as we kind of continue to come back. Broadway has dates to open again, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe my dream will shift and evolve and um, stepping up to these experiences and saying, yes, mm. I want it to serve the me that I've learned to love and understand now. Mm. And so I think I will be cautious. Like, I think I will look at a different contract and say, and I think that's beautiful. Again, it's me loving myself and setting a yes. boundary. I'm also a little older now, obviously. And like, I'm not necessarily, I'm grateful to not be 21 anymore and say, I have to take anything that comes That's my right. way, this desperation, you That's know, right. and I feel so, I feel grateful for my age and I feel grateful for my experiences, but I hope that every yes that I come heroically saying, like sweeping in and lead, yeah. taking the leadership position in. And, you know, I hope that it is, it's serving the me now. And it's also serving the world that is now and the things that are growing in this soil and the things that need to be said and for the people that need to be heard and for the stories that need to be told. So I hope it's in service of all, all of right. the above. Yeah. Um, because I, know I do. Can. Yes, I do have that. Like I'm a doer and I, I, I am a, like a, I, I, I love There's adventure the, in all of that. Yes. And I have loved every single second, yeah. but I am curious about how things could sh- shape shift and being sure. open to that is gigantic for me. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it's important, you know, you use your platform for good too, and in, in, in furthering um, or amplifying voices um, that, that are marginalized or oppressed and, and, you know, social justice, racial justice, all of that is so mm-hmm. important. And so that's something that I know has been, there been there's been a lot of conversation around that in the the, the world of Broadway. Exactly, definitely, certainly, certainly. Um, so that'll be interesting too to see. It if will we can be keep that momentum. It will be everywhere, but just specific to your industry. Yes, and yeah, it's on a stage. You know, it's elevated. It's under those lights, and so it's like a lot of eyes there. And it's in, and I hope yes that it will be um, continued. Yeah, all of this, all yeah. of this, these good fights. Are there roles in particular that have been more mentally emotionally draining? Yes. Um, Jenna, because, um, well, she's kind of representative of the every human, the every man, the every woman, the every person. And so her story is like, people didn't write books about her. You know, she wasn't Ava Perone, you know, her skin isn't green. She doesn't live in Mm. a fake universe. Like she is a Mm. very real person, very down to earth person. And she's also in a loveless and abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, family inherited beliefs like for her were just so present on that stage and in that story and passing on the childhood to her future child that she lived through her very self with her abusive parents or excuse yes. me, her abusive father. Yes. And so it's, it's this, it's this world that's just wrapped up with this gorgeous bow of trauma. Like it's literally just this. That's right. Yeah. And all under the face of like a diner and some pies, you know? And so like, it's, it was so hard. And, and, and I think a huge reason why I got the role is because I was able to bring part of myself to it. Mm. And in that audition room, I wept, I broke down, mm. I put it all on the line. And then I was rewarded with the job. Mm. Good job, Desi. Mm. Here's your job. So mm-hmm. I think there was a huge line blurred, Ugh. huge line blurred. What how much am I? Sure. And that was a, I think, I think it broke me and, and it didn't break me. It broke me to, I would never, I'm so grateful that I had that experience, Mm -hmm. but I had to learn that extreme that 
But again, I was putting all of myself into it because I was trying to serve the story. I was trying to show myself. I was trying to perform. I was trying to make people happy. I was trying to make people help people in the audience. I was trying Mm -hmm. to say, maybe somebody has been in this position. And then when I found out, and then when I found out that my performance changed somebody's life, there it is again. There's the, there's the like, Mm-hmm. It's the I'm doing good. I'm, yep. Yeah. It's the yeah. positive affirmation. Yeah. And the reward. without really stopping to check in with how it was sitting with Correct. you. Or, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so I that's another thing I talk a lot about with my young people is like, mm-hmm. okay, let's find a you know, a little bit of some motivation, but we can't go all the way here. Okay, mm-hmm. let's find some boundaries. Let's make sure we're protecting our heart and ourselves and our body and our mind. Okay, mm-hmm. great. You know, things like that. But that one, that one broke me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now yeah. it broke me because I started, I then I started seeing therapy on the road. I started doing Good. some really incredible, like helpful t- techniques to get through the show. And then I needed that. I like, I needed that. I needed that. I'm a, I am, I'm a, I know that I'm a stronger performer because of it. And I'm a stronger human because of it, but, yeah. but it broke, she broke me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Broke you open though. I mean, that's, she, a, yeah, she broke me open. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Because you, you didn't want to shut off because then that would have been obvious to the audience. Of course. So you had to keep and showing up with that that's vulnerability, right. but that's holy right. Holy smokes. How exhausting. Totally. Completely exhausting. Yeah. And I, I, um, I learned, I learned. Mm. Mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. that's, that's totally. Yeah. Well, and, and, I'm pr- just- and I'm proud. I look back and I'm still proud of my work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I overcame mm. and most people have no idea right. what I was dealing with on that stage. Uh. Um, forms of panic attack, forms of anxiety attack, mm. forms of body um, showing me that we were unsafe yeah. And there are a few few moments in the show where um I'm I'm uh we are demonstrating the physical abuse. It's nothing gigantic, but I'm thrown across the stage. Mm-hmm. And that's eight shows a week. So the body doesn't know the difference between if you yes. if you just look at the body, only the body unattached to my mind, impossible. But look at it really quickly, it's being thrown across the stage. Yeah. And and my 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 co-stars were incredible. Everyone who I've worked with, amazing, safe tons of safety calls, all that stuff, but a grabbing of the upper arm and then a kind of like a hurling. Now I physically threw myself, um, for safety, like, uh, almost like a fight call. Um, I made it look like he threw me, Yeah, but I don't know. And then we want to unpack a little trauma in that, that I was throwing myself. I'm just like, okay, Holy. there's a lot in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> your face. Like we, need, we need another episode. I know I was going to say, but it's so, so role. that, so there was a lot in there, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I think I can't, I know I'm not the only Jenna. We've, we all have nodded and winked at each other I'm sure. in, a, in this secret society. I should get, I should get um, all the gals together and you yeah, have a, let's have do a that. Kumbaya. Let's do, let's, I can yeah, be the yeah. mediator, like, but, but yes, but that's when, you know, an actor, actress is, is doing like what, what they're called to do and, and, is, and why they're, why you guys are good at it because it's not just you're up there playing a role, but you're like in the role. I mean, it's right. so immersive if you're and then people doing say, it well, right? That's right. And then people say, Oh, you're the best Jenna I've ever seen. Mm. And you're like, well, I mean, Right. Not, 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 I better be, but like, but like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it Thank right. You for, unquote, that's yeah, right. I'm doing yes. it correctly. Yeah. They said that I'm the best I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. so that's like a, that's a slippery slope. 
I think sure. that has played a huge, a huge role in kind of all of it. Sure. Um, sure. But there was, and obviously that show is personal to me too, but that, but that show is, uh, it just seemed to have a more tender sort of audience too. I mean, it emotionally it resonated with people in a way. I mean, oh my I, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Just some people looking in. Yes, 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 yes. Like that was a different, it was a different audience. And I often yeah. felt, I mean, it says something about the audience. I often, I always felt safe enough to at least try for it. Whether my body, yeah. whether my body said we can do this or not. I always, I said I were safe because of yeah. what they brought and because of who was showing up and because of the fans, yes. because of the feedback and because of the incredible amount of heart that was involved in the show. And because of the way Sarah Bareilles wrote it. Correct. I mean, that, that On also stage and off to the brilliancy of that yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> yes. yes. Just take a deep breath after that. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, because it is such a subjective art that you're, you're in. Any art is subjective. So you don't know how it's going to be received in general, any of your roles, any of your um, albums, songs. Yep. And yet there's a decision to put uh-huh. yourself out there and show up and keep doing it. Yes. Vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and bravery and yeah, exactly. And, Definitely. and a desire, you know, and a passion and like all this yeah. stuff like rolled up into one, you know? Yeah. So. so last thing, just a little bit about the songwriting process too. I mean, we, we, you mentioned something earlier about how that can obviously be very cathartic and oh my gosh, and healing. And also healing. this amazing thing too, because I've been showing people of all ages that anybody can write a song. If you have something to say, you can write a song. If you have a voice, you can write a song. And I believe it could be a huge, I think I am, I think I'm going to say this now today. Um, I think I've barely scratched the surface mm. in the work to help people know the tool of songwriting. I think I have mm. barely, I think I've, I think my work in this way has barely just begun. Mm. Um, I have seen the benefits immensely. There is nothing uh, for me, more powerful and empowering to see someone, to have someone write down a thought that came from their mind, use a tool of creativity to express something artistic, and then to know that it exists because of them. Mm. And to, and maybe it rhymes, mm. maybe it doesn't, maybe there's, maybe it has poetic words, maybe it's very real, maybe it's very grounded. Maybe it's funny and silly and, 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 you know, some people say, oh, I wrote a stupid lyric. No, you didn't read it right now. Like what, maybe it's cheesy. Maybe it's like rich. Maybe it sounds like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like maybe it's the most incredible. It doesn't matter. And if it came from them and when they know that it comes from them. Yeah. No. So when, when people write songs, I can see what happens. And and they, and some people, it's amazing. They're like, wow, I didn't even really know I needed to say that. Or, <gasps> yeah, I know. You know what? You don't even, it's unbelievable. They're like, I didn't know that I, that I wanted to talk about this, or Ugh. I didn't know that I felt this way Gosh. or, or, or for instance, even a scenario, I didn't even know I knew, um, I'm writing words in a scenario that I don't even know if I've experienced, mm. but I, I apparently have thoughts about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing this work yeah. and I have found the benefits of it, of it naturally. And I always talk about my, my, um, my piano teacher, Karen yeah. Wagner, when I was done with my lesson, she would spend the last 30 seconds of, 
um, of each lesson, having me compose whatever song I wanted on the piano. And mm. afterwards she would ask me the name of the song and then she would tell me it was beautiful. And then oh. I would leave. And that's, that's affirming. it's freedom. Yeah. So that's literally, so I, of course, come home, I'm writing songs left and right, playing it for my mom and dad, yeah. playing like, of course I have the audacity to create something because Karen Wagner just told me it was beautiful. All I want to do is tell somebody that their work is mm. beautiful and give them, I want to be everyone's Karen Wagner. I want everyone to know because it will be empowering. And then I've seen five plus of my students create EPs. They're creating mm. their wow. works of their art. And it's absolutely unbelievable. And it's just, it's a portfolio of art. It's a portfolio. Yeah. Yes. It's a binder. Of, you know, it's, and for us, that's the way it's on an, it's on an EP. So sure. I have found the benefits of songwriting immense. Yeah. And, and it's so that list, I'm that, that listening kind of like we talked about before, if you're, if you can turn in and listen and then you're, you know, like these people that are saying, I didn't even know I needed to say that. But that's right. Thank goodness that you were open and curious enough to just let it flow. Correct. And, and to trust that creativity. That's it. And so that's the freedom part that I am hopefully bridging a gap. Because if I just said, hey, go write a song, there's something missing there. Mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to make sure that they know that like, so there's a lot that needs to happen before you, one can just write mm -hmm. a song and it's not finding the chords. It's creating a safe environment, knowing that whatever they say is good and right mm -hmm. and beautiful. Like all of this stuff is important to the process. Um, and I don't seek it for myself when I'm writing because I've already, I've had it. Sure. Somebody did that for me already. Uh, so I'm trying to give that to others. And I've seen an amazing like wave of glory. It's just truly like, I'm so here for it. And I think yes. my work, again, I think my work is just beginning in this way. I think I've, I've really uncovered something. I love to hear that. Yes. And you I'm go, power. girl. I'm fired yes. up. That's it. And and to, for you to claim that though, like that is badass. I, I, I'm here for that because we are told to, as women so often to shrink or to not be too much or not claim things and be Eric, whatever, like whatever yep. to that. <laughs> and if more, if, if more people gave us permission in our lives, not just musically, but to show up and to flow and to trust ourselves, mm -hmm. oh, what a beautiful place that would be. So I like that you're starting with, um, with your gift in that. Thank you. Yeah. And because words matter so much, do you have any like go-to quotes or mantras that you turn to yes. or, or meditate on? Um, so many, <laughs> but one that I use a lot, especially, and, and it could be taken a little bit more career-wise, but it could also just be like matters of the heart or whatever, however you want to use it, but it's Henry David Thoreau. Mm -hmm. I use this a lot. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. And so what I love about this is it's not like go after your dreams, like go get your dreams. It's if, if there's one thing you can be confident in, it's that you can walk toward something. So that doesn't mean the destination has to even be anywhere near your site. It mm. could just be that you, mm. you're due North, whatever your due North is, if you can take even one step toward it, you could, you should do that confidently because and you might, your compass might shift south, southwest a little bit, might go east, you might go, but as long as your due north continues to be and your due north can change, mm -hmm. right? But the, if you can have confidence in something, it's that it's to walk toward your dream, yeah. whatever that is. And your dream could be to be more okay. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't right. matter. Right. And your dream could be to pursue, you know, your lifelong, it could be yeah. to be on Broadway or to go and, and, and write a book or to do like all yes. of these things. Maybe just anything that's aligned with values for you. That's right. That's right. Values. Yeah. And that, and, and, you know, 
could be your due north could be daily. Mm-hmm. You could have a, a, a different little dristy or focus daily mm-hmm. that you're saying, I want to walk confidently, but you can walk confidently in the direction of it mm-hmm. and it'll lead you somewhere. Yeah. And it'll probably, yeah. you know, so I just, I really love, I find a lot of peace in that yeah. where it feels very hopeful. And then anything by Morgan Harper Nichols. Yes. <laughs> so yes. just literally, just like For sure. all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I, think I, I use... just screenshotted like six today for uh-huh. the most recent right. post. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just so grateful for this dialogue and your openness and and enthusiasm that we can have around mental health, right. And mental illness and just normalizing mm-hmm. the dialogue. I mean, that's, that's the point is, is right. how do we, how do we end the stigma and get it so that it's okay to talk that's about right. these things that we all deal with. Mm. Anything else? Well, I add? thank you. I thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I thank you for having me mm-hmm. and for allowing my voice to be heard in this way. Mm-hmm. It matters so much to me and you're just the best. episode's notes, I included a link to one of my favorite values clarifications. There are a ton out there. I just like this one because it's very comprehensive. So what I would ask you to do is to rank your top 10 values, which may seem super intimidating. But the way that I kind of coach clients through this is thinking about what's important to you, identify 10 that really jump out and really resonate with you, and then go back and rank them from 10 to one, one being the most important. And our values, again, I want you to really consider not what you think they should be or what you wish they were or what you think somebody else might want to see, but just be really honest about what drives you and guides you. And then when you have your top 10, I want you to go back through it And just consider what you think about the order of it, what you think about uh, if there are some that are on your list that you wish you could take off, or if there are some that didn't make it to your list that you wish you could put on. And then a really, really rich exercise to do with that is to consider how well you are living into each of those values for the ones that you truly want on there. So ask questions to yourself, like, which ones do I wish had more attention and energy? Um, If there are some on here that I wish were not, maybe I need to consider, are they actually my personal values or do they come from my family or society or peers? There are just so many layers of questions we can do in values work. And so this is just the tip of the iceberg to get you really thinking about it. Because as Desi and I talked about, these can really be guiding stars for us. So when we're feeling stuck or down or anxious, we can turn to these and look at the values that we say that we hold most dear and figure out what we can do to try to cultivate more attention towards those. And so when you take a confident step towards something, we hope that it's aligned with your values because we know that people who live truly aligned to their values are more fulfilled and satisfied. And keep in mind that our values shift over time, depending on what season of life we're in, who we're surrounded by, our life experiences and all those things. So these are not set in stone, but that's another beautiful layer to values work. And I wish we could go on and on about this, but I hope this gives you a good place to start. And thanks again for listening. So who are you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We are removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy.
Again, huge thank you to our sponsor, Blooming Smiles Pediatric Dentistry. Just check out the Google reviews for Dr. Arpita Patel to see how great she is with kids. They truly offer a holistic approach to ensure for every patient the well-being of mind, body, and spirit.